Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecha Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecha Nutrition? Mecha Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now. And for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the O Show presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. Check out all the latest trends, content, and news at bellyupsports.com. And check out the Belly Up Sports shop. Remember, about 10, 11, 12 days left to get that pink tea. Remember, all 50% commission goes to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. It's a great cause. Go get your Belly Up Pink t-shirt and sweatshirt now. We got two different sweatshirts in pink as well. Looks good, fellas. Remember, 50% commission goes to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. We're also sponsored by TickPick, the number one ticket marketplace that allows no hidden fees, and by Mecca Nutrition. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. It is 4.45 a.m. Mountain Time in Phoenix, Arizona, 7.45 on the East Coast, back in New York where the Yankees are traveling to Houston, where it's about 6.45 in the morning. They're about 12 and a half hours away from first pitch in Game 6 of the American League Championship Series because the New York Yankees were able to scave off elimination, at least for a day. They win 4-1 in Game 5. They finally conquer Justin Verlander in a Houston Astros uniform. I'm shocked how well they played, considering how bad they've played this entire three-game homestand during this American League Championship Series against the Astros. I mean, game two against Verlander, you could say, well, the bats just didn't come alive. Verlander on the mound. They did the best they could. They just couldn't hit the bullpen, whatever. Game three, Cole did not have his best stuff. Could have easily beaten him. You didn't. Okay, it's Verlander and Cole. You're down two to one. Game four, again, I said on the last show, arguably the darkest day during the 2019 season, period. CeCe's career ends in abysmal fashion. The defense was abysmal. The offense just still couldn't get anything going. Game four 
there was life all of a sudden. It's like the ghost of Yankees past came to help the 2019 New York Yankees. James Paxton put together the best start by any Yankee pitcher this entire 2019 year through the most pitches by any Yankee pitcher during the 2019 season, regular season and postseason. And obviously he's the longest guy to go in this postseason considering nobody's been able to go past six innings except Tanaka in game one. Let's see, Severino went five in game two. Tanaka ends up going five in game four. Uh, Severino went five in game three, excuse me, and then Paxton went two and a third in game two. So again, I really had no faith in Paxton going in tonight. I think I said on the last show, absolutely proved me wrong. And what the hell do I know? I'm just some kid. But James Paxton goes six innings tonight, at least through 115 pitches, only allows the one run that he allowed in the first inning. Let's see. His official stat line was six innings pitched, four hits, one earned run, Four walks, but nine strikeouts, 2-1-6 ERA against Justin Verlander, who did go seven innings tonight after a rough first inning. Seven innings, five hits, four earned runs, didn't walk a batter, also picked up nine Ks, but gave up the two home runs as uh, Peacock came in for the eighth inning. So Houston, by all means, since they're going into a bullpen game in game six, don't use their bullpen whatsoever, which is a huge game for them. The fact that Verlander was able to rebound and shut down the Yankees offense after the first inning, which I think many people expected to happen. And after Paxton, the Yankees only used Canely for a batter. Uh, He only got one out in the sixth inning or in the seventh inning, brought in Britain for an inning and two thirds, and then Chapman for the save in the ninth inning, one, two, three inning for Chapman. It looked pretty easy for the all-star closer. So if you're a Yankee fan here, you're you're happy that the season isn't over, but at the same time, they didn't dominate the Astros to the point where you're like, all right, the offense is back, everybody's back. It was kind of a, like, obviously the first inning was huge. You thought they were going to just destroy Verlander after that first inning. But again, buckles down, six shutout innings, strikes out nine. After that first inning, it's kind of like, oh, well, I'm glad the pitching shut him down. I'm glad the pitching shut down the Houston Astros offense, who really has not performed as well as they should have or could have in this series. Again, I think ultimately what this comes down to, if the Astros end up winning one of these, uh, if they win game six, or if the Yankees force a game seven and Garrett Cole dominates in game seven, regardless how the Houston Astros win the pennant at this point, it's going to be because... The New York Yankees beat the New York Yankees. The Houston Astros did not beat the New York Yankees in this series. The New York Yankees beat the New York Yankees. I think that became very, very apparently obvious in Game 4, given the errors and just the lack of heart in that game. I mean, that fifth inning in Game 4 is just going to eat at me for the next few weeks. And Carnacion striking out with the bases loaded, couldn't make contact to the point where they benched him for a guy who barely can walk in Giancarlo Stanton, had a rough night tonight, but again, he's trying his best, finally got back in the lineup after his game one home run, went hitless tonight against Verlander, and you could say he did not play well because his first game back is against a very powerful right-handed pitcher in Justin Verlander. Going to be probably top two in the Cy Young with Garrett Cole this year. It's going to be tough to choose between those two for the 2019 Cy Young Award. But at least you get his presence back in the lineup. So now he was hitting fourth tonight. Let's recap game one before we go, or game five, excuse me, before we go any further as the Yankees advance to a game six in Houston. They take it back to Houston, who they're going to face their bullpen. It's going to be interesting, bullpen versus bullpen in game six, if the Yankees' bullpen can match the Houston Astros' fully rested bullpen at this point. They're going to get uh, one day off. So in the first inning, James Paxton, again, 
Going up against Justin Verlander, Yankees must-win scenario just to force a Game 6 down 3-1 in the series, trying to show a little bit of life to end the season, just trying to put up a fight. I think a lot of people have already assumed that the series is over, but as Yogi Berra, the Yankee great, once said, 10-time World Series champion, it's not over until it's over, and the Yankees proved that tonight. Top of the first inning, I'm not going to lie, was not looking good, and I didn't even really care at this point. They've played so bad, especially in Game 4. I would have not have been shocked to see them come out lifeless in Game 5. First batter of the game, George Springer hits a chopper up the middle. James Paxton can't field. It goes right underneath his glove. And then Glaber Torres bobbles the bare hand. And just like that, Springer's on with a leadoff hit. You're like, well, here we go again. Deja vu. Another Yogi Berra tweet. Uh, <laughs> another Yogi Berra uh, quote right there. Deja vu. Uh, Springer reaches on, and then the wild pitch from Paxton that allows Springer to score two batters later. Just sloppy defense in the first inning again, just like we saw in the final innings of Game 4. So Houston's up one nothing, and just like that, you're like, well, at least they're putting us out of our misery. Bottom of the first inning, two pitches in the at-bat. DJ LeMay, who ties the game with one swing. Homer's the other way. Short porch in right field off of Verlander. Just like that, you're like, oh my God, the Yankees have a little bit of life. Judge gets on with a single. Then Torres doubles, just like that, three batters, three hits off Justin Verlander, and you're like, whose offense is this? Because this is not the New York Yankees offense. Who in the hell have the Yankees borrowed their offense from? Because they just seemed lifeless since game two, game two through game four. Absolutely lifeless after a dominating 7-0 winning game one with Tanaka on the bump. And then they come back here, again, the ghosts of Yankees pass, the Barras, the Mantles, the Ruths. All come back to help the Yankees in that first inning. Runners on second and third, one out. Stanton, of course, goes down swinging. Just a bad night for him in general, but again, at least he's back in the lineup. That intimidating presence is back in the lineup when you have Judge, Torres, and Stanton as your 2-3-4. And then, of course, Aaron Hicks. Aaron Hicks, a guy who three weeks ago was sitting on his couch. Two weeks ago was sitting on his couch. The last game he played was August 4th. August 3rd or August 4th against the Boston Red Sox. His season looked bleak. It looked over. Not a very good season. He was hurt for most of it. Comes back in Game 2. Gets a pinch hit appearance. Comes back in Game 3. Works a couple of great at-bats. Great approach at the plate. Had an impeccable pair of eyes in Games 3 and 4. Worked a couple walks in each of those games. Game 5. First at-bat, three two-pitch from Verlander's trying to knock a base hit to bring home two. He brings home three because Aaron Hicks hit one to the sticks at Yankee Stadium. Three-run home run off the right field foul pole. Sent the stadium into a frenzy. Four-to-one Yankees lead in the first inning. Again, whose offense is this? Because it sure as hell ain't ours. Yankees up four-to-one in the first, and that would be the scoring. The Yankees won this one four-to-one. We mentioned James Paxton throwing 115 pitches in six innings. Boone was going to take him out with two outs in the sixth. James Paxton's like, no, let's let's fucking go. I'm ready to go. And he got the final out. James Paxton with arguably the best start uh, when the Yankees needed the most. Best start of the 2019 season by far by any Yankee pitcher. Uh, comes away with his first win this postseason after two no decisions against the Twins and the Astros in game two of the ALCS. And of course, the uh, no decision coming in his four and two-thirds start against the Twins in game one of the ALDS continues his winning streak. He, I think, 12-0 and in his last 20 starts or so. Hasn't lost a game 
since uh, the first week in August, which is impeccable. I think actually the last week in July was his last loss because he was five and six on the year, finished the year fifteen and six. Now he's one and zero in the postseason, sixteen and six overall in the twenty nineteen season. And of course, Verlander came into this one four and zero lifetime and six starts with the Astros against the Yankees. Uh, I think 4-0 in the postseason as well. Now he has a loss, which is a good omen if you're New York Yankees fans because that guy just slayed the shit out of you the entire postseason, in in postseason history, period. 4-0 in six postseason starts, three with the Astros. George Springer had a rough night tonight against James Paxton, which was great. Sit down, Springer. You massive pain in the ass. (laughs) I mean, he's probably going to be the series MVP, him or Correa. Like I mentioned, Altuve's had a great series as well. It's going to be one of those three guys. If Houston can put the nail on the coffin, again, as Yogi Berra once said, 10-time world champ, ladies and gents, it ain't over until it's over. And in game six, I think the Yankees have the best chance that they've had this entire series. And you want to know why? I'll tell you why, but before that, let's hear from our handy-dandy sponsor over at Mecca Nutrition. Do you find yourself constantly working on your physique only to find no real results? Or are you officially fed up with your lack of progress in weight loss and weight gain programs? Then do I have a solution for you. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Choose from a variety of products including protein, carbohydrates, creatine, pre-workouts, vitamins, and more. Why choose Mecca Nutrition? Mecca Nutrition is a family-owned and operated sports nutrition store located in the heart of Bakersfield, California. Mecca's goal is to provide you, the customer, with the best customer service, nationally recognized products that you know are tried and true, and most of all, they have the best prices around. If you have any questions or concerns, feel free to contact Mecca Nutrition via social media on Facebook and Instagram at Mecca Nutrition. You can email them or you can call the shop as well at 661-695-9061. Again, that's 661-695-9061. I've been using Mecca Nutrition products for over a year and a half now. And for someone with an extremely high metabolism, I can tell you that these products work. I gained nearly 25 pounds of muscle after using Mecca's select products in the protein and carb aisle with products such as Redcon 1 meal replacement protein and carbs, as well as Neil's hookups. So feel free to call the shop or email Mecca's general manager at Neil or Neil at MeccaNutritionStore.com. Rumor has it, if you mention Mecca Nutrition, you may come away with an added discount as well, but you didn't hear it from me. So go check it out if you want to transform your body and get into the best shape possible right now. Mecca Nutrition, build a better you. Okay, so the Yankees win game five against the Astros. Finally show some life after an abysmal stretch between games two and four. I mean, they looked awesome after game one. Game one, seven-nothing shutout to knock out duels, Granky. You feel great. You feel like, wow, this is finally going to be the year. And then game two, heartbreaker, but it's 1-1. You could have won the game, but you didn't. You still have life. You still feel confident going into game three against Cole. And then Cole shuts you down, and you're like, okay, now I'm very frustrated, down 2-1. And then game four, you're just like, well, Put the, put the nail in me. I'm done. Like, I can't watch this team anymore. They just shat the bed at the very last second, which, like, oh, well, uh, replace for 28 no more. Game five, they show a little bit of life again in that first inning, but then Verlander shuts him down, which saves the bullpen tremendously in game six, so he did a nice job there. Another thing that I'm confused about here, though, with A.J. Hinch's managerial 
decision here to go with Verlander in Game 5. I know they announced uh, after the rain delay it was going to be Granky in Game 4, Verlander in Game 5. But after that, you're up three games to one. I know you want to put the nail in the coffin and continue putting pressure on. But you're up three games to one at Yankee Stadium. Why not go with the bullpen game after game four? I mean, you only used three guys out of the pen after Granky, And then you go for a bullpen game in game five and try and close it out. But like worst case scenario, you lose game five, which they did. Then like who's going to beat Verlander and Cole back-to-back games at Minute Maid Park? Nobody. Not the Yankees, not the Boston Red Sox from last year. Nobody's going to do I actually think they did it last year. But who's going to who's going to do it in 2019? Nobody. Not not even the Washington Nationals who's waiting for this winner in the ALCS. So I'm kind of mind-boggled that AJ Hinch still went with Verlander tonight at Yankee Stadium when he had a much clearer advantage in facing them at Minute Maid Park in game 6. And let's say the Yankees somehow find a way to beat Verlander in game 6 in Houston. Then they got to face Garrett Cole. You're not beating both of them, boys. So that was kind of odd to me because now you have a bullpen game in game 6. In a game that the Yankees could easily win. I know the bullpen's rested, but that's the biggest advantage going into this game six. Yes, the Yankees' bullpen has been taxed, I think, this entire series, but they've all pitched well. Chad Green, who's been phenomenal to this point, gave up the three-run home run to Correa, but that was about it. That's his only blemish. That's his only bugaboo so far this postseason against the Astros and Twins. He's probably going to get the start tomorrow in game six, and then Jay Happ probably going to piggyback him. Hopefully, Jay Happ can give the Yankees some length, maybe three innings, three, four innings. Then you could bridge it to Britain and Chapman and Canely. I'm not touching Ottavino. Ottavino should take the rest of the year off, honestly. I mean, if they get to the World Series some way, somehow, cross your fingers if the Yankees can come back and win this series. That's probably the next time you're going to see Ottavino. Ottavino should not pitch an inning in this American League Championship Series in Houston in Game 6 or a potential Game 7. He's just been that bad. But if Hap can give you three or four, you can go to Canely, then you can go to Britain, and then, of course, if you need six outs out of Chapman, go to Chapman, because he's barely been used this entire series. He he was used in game two and game five. He wasn't used in three or four. So he's fresh. Yeah, he only threw one inning today. So he's fresh. Throw him for two innings tomorrow if you have to, if it's a one-run game late in the game, because tomorrow's game... As much as the advantage goes to the Yankees, I think, because the Astros pen is not going to be able to shut down that offense for nine innings. I know they've played very bad offensively throughout this entire series, but I think their luck's starting to change around. I don't think that Houston's bullpen can hit the Yankees' bullpen like the Yankees could hit the Astros' bullpen because this entire series has been the Yankees not hitting. That's it. The Astros have not hit. The Astros have come up with timely and clutch hits, but they have not out-hit the Yankees. I think the Astros have only outscored the Yankees. I actually think the, the Yankees have outscored the Astros in this series. So they won 7 nothing in the first game, lost 3-2, to two, so that's... That's nine to two. That's nine to three right there. Then game three, just a four-one game. So that makes it 10-7 Yankees. And then of course, after game four, that'll make it 15-13 Astros. And then the Yankees put up more. So the Yankees are winning this series offensively, 17 runs to 16 runs, and they're down three games to two. So they just haven't hit. They hit in game one, and that was about it. Even in game five, four runs in the first inning, and that was it. Verlander shut him down for six straight innings after that. 
So the offense is going to have to step up against an Astros bullpen that has not proven to shut down anybody for a full nine innings. I mean, they've done a great job at shutting down the Yankees for three or four innings here and there in this series, especially on the road at Yankee Stadium when you're dealing with arguably some of the most vicious and cruel fans in the game of baseball. If you saw what they did to Zach Granke, I mean, Jesus Christ. But they have not proven that they could shut down the Yankees' offense for a full nine innings. And you're not going to get Verlander or Cole. Verlander just threw seven innings in Game 5. He's done for the series, unless you bring him in for an inning on two days rest in Game 7 if they need him. But Garrett Cole is not coming into Game 6. He's going to be ready for Game 7 if there's a Game 7. And if the Yankees can pounce on that bullpen early in Houston, they've proved that they can win in Houston. They did it in Game 1. They should have no problem with this bullpen whatsoever. And the Yankees' bullpen, they don't have to be perfect, but they just got to hold Houston. The Houston offense, if it erupts, it's over. But to this point, they've really been walking on eggshells. I don't think that the Astros' offense is as good as everybody says it is. I mean, yes, they have a very deep lineup. Springer, Correa, Altuve, Reddick, Bregman, who's probably going to be the AL MVP. Sorry, Mike Trout. I think Alex Bregman edges him out there. Yuli Gurriel, Martin Maldonado, Robin Chirinos, Robinson Chirinos, whatever. Very deep lineup has not gotten it done against the Yankees pitching in this series, even though they've come up with some of the timely hitting. I mean, their eight runs in game four is one thing when the Yankees played like absolute horse manure. But other than that, they've been shut down by this Yankee pitching staff. And you got to give all the credit into the world to that bullpen who's done a phenomenal job. The Zach Brittons, the Chapmans, the Chad Green. Chad Green's arguably been their MVP in this series, if not Glaber Torres offensively. So you got to give mad props to the bullpen. They got to show out in game six to get them to a game seven. And then, of course, game seven, Garrett Cole in game seven. On the road, it's 99 to 1% that you're going to win that game. But at least you get to Game 7 and you have a fighting chance to make it to the 2019 World Series as opposed to going out in five games and going out like a bunch of sissies. So they have a chance to send it to a Game 7 in Game 6 where it's going to be all bullpens. Jose Urquidy, probably the kid, getting the start for Houston. Who knows who else they'll go with. Peacock only threw an inning. So it looks like Urquidy might go one or two, hand it over to Peacock for two or three. And then, of course, your well-rested bullpen. You got Josh James, Will Harris, Brian Abreu, and then, of course, Roberto Ozuna if you want to close things off. Or if you're really feeling desperate, bring in Cole for an inning late and then go into Game 7 with him fresh and arguably getting that bullpen of work in Game 6 if the Yankees can some way pull it out. Joe Smith's going to be available. He's given the Yankees a tough time throughout this entire series as well. Hector Rondon, Ryan Presley, Zach Granke might even be an option. You don't know. So it's going to be a tough Tough game regardless for both teams. It might be a very high-scoring affair, but I think the Yankees' offense can get back in it against that Houston offense, who, again, has not been that great in this postseason series against the Yankees fighting for the American League pennant and a date in the World Series against the Washington Nationals. So will the Yankees find a way to win Game 6 and force a Game 7 against Garrett Cole? Like It's not likely you're going to beat Garrett Cole in a Game 7, but at least you got there. And if they can find a way to squeak out someone, if the Yankees can turn just a total 180 here, their offense comes alive after that win, and they're able to just pick apart this Astros pitching staff in the next two days, I'm going to go banana lands. Because I'm not even going to be able to watch the games. I'm shooting a film here on campus. I, I don't have access to the game. I'm going to have to watch it in my pocket. So hopefully the Yankees can get it done there's only one way to find out, ladies and gentlemen. Tune in on FS1 or Fox tomorrow. 
8 a 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific and Mountain Time. Houston Astros look to clinch the American League pennant for the second time in three years against the New York Yankees. Yankees looking to rewrite history. As Yogi Berra once said, the 10-time champ, it ain't over until it's over. The O Show is presented by Belly Up Sports. Be bold, stand out. Remember, go check out the Belly Up Sports shop. Remember, only 12 days remaining to get your Belly Up Pink Tea to support the Susan G. Komen Foundation for Breast Cancer. 50% of all proceeds go to the Susan G. Komen Foundation. It's all for a great cause. Get your Belly Up t-shirt, your Belly Up Pink sweatshirts as well. They look great on all you fellas out there. You'll clean up nice. We're also presented by TickPick, the number one ticket marketplace based in New York City that allows no hidden fees. A quick shout out to Kyle Zorn and the boys over at TickPick for the gift basket I received in the mail today. Much appreciated. Remember to go check out TickPick and Mecca Nutrition, Build a Better You. We'll finish with that ad. One last time for game six here tonight. Let's go Yanks. Game six, baby. Let's let's force a game seven. Hit it, Hootie. Have you ever felt cheated out of a deal when buying tickets from StubHub only to see that there's a $15 fee at the end of your original purchase? Or have you ever been on Vivid Seats and not even get your tickets? That, that actually happened to me once. I ordered a ticket from Vivid Seats and I never got the ticket. And that's why I switched over to TickBick.com where smart fans buy tickets online. No hidden fees. Search and buy now 100% authentic tickets Best price guarantee, 24-7 customer service. Buy, bid on, and sell tickets with the confidence of their 110% guarantee. That's 110% guarantee. They show you the best deals with their algorithms and let you decide 0% buyer fees. If your ticket is $26, your, pr your purchase is $26. No joke. The most transparent consumer-friendly ticket marketplace on the web 
authentic valid tickets backed by our 100% money back guarantee. You'll love your ticketing experience from purchase through the final whistle or out and no hidden fees. Like I said, if it's $26, hell, if it's $8, it is an $8 purchase. Save an average of 10 to 15% on every purchase guaranteed only at TickPick.com. Get your tickets now. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.